to the College Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell. I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan-Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. And this week, we're going to be talking about the College for St. Barnabas, whose feast day is on June 11th, which is Saturday this year. So your church might be celebrating it, but it probably isn't. Probably not. Also, apparently, St. Barnabas sounds enough like Hey Siri that my phone just turned on. (laughs) (laughs) In case you heard a beep. (laughs) You know, I I think this is basically the story of St. Barnabas' life. This poor guy gets no respect. None. (laughs) So your church probably isn't going to celebrate him. Siri just thinks... When you say his name, you're asking for her. For her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, St. Barnabas. Well, and, and somehow even the deeply devoted lay theologians of the College Call have managed to skip over his feast day for the past two years. So Yeah, poor guy. But anyway, we're rectifying it now. Yes, and I think that's what counts. Yes. Shall we pray? Let's do it. This collect can be found on page 241 of the Book of Common Prayer. Grant, O God, that we may follow the example of your faithful servant Barnabas, who, seeking not his own renown, but the well-being of your church, gave generously of his life and substance for the relief of the poor and the spread of the gospel. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So, Holly, can I tell you the first thing that came into my head when I looked at this collect? Yes. Did Paul ever tell you you were his hero? (laughs) And everything he would like to be. He could fly higher than an eagle. Getting caught up into the third heaven. Because you were the wind beneath Paul's wings when he was Saul, but also maybe Paul. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're done. Yep. Hashtag done with the podcast. (laughs) Enjoy your week, everybody. Yep. Yeah, so Barnabas was one of the first um, apostles named in Acts and one of the first uh, disciples to be talked about all throughout the book of Acts, but he was Paul's BFF. Uh, Until he wasn't. Until he wasn't. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the deal is that, uh, as you say, Barnabas shows up fairly early in Acts. He's one of the first converts to Christianity after the resurrection and ascension. So he shows up in uh, in chapter 4. And as you point out uh, with him hanging out with Paul or maybe Saul, Barnabas accompanies Paul very early on after his conversion. Barnabas heads on uh, to find him in Tarsus, and from there they are friends in mission, uh, wandering all around the Mediterranean, until in chapter 15, 
Paul says to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit all the towns where we preached the word of the Lord so that we can see how the brothers are doing. And Barnabas suggested taking John Mark, but Paul was not in favor of taking along the very man who had deserted them in Pamphylia and and had refused to share in their work. And after a violent quarrel, they parted company. Aww. Yeah. And then Paul took Silas on his journey and Barnabas took John Mark. So it was like, you know, the rebound relationships. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And and then Barnabas is ne'er mentioned again in the Acts of the Apostles. Nope. Uh, He does show up a couple of times in Paul's letters, uh, one time discussed positively and one time discussed negatively. In this collect here, we're talking about... Follow the example of your faithful servant Barnabas, who gave generously of his life and substance for the relief of the poor. What's that all about? There's a little bit of a um, stewardship theme happening in this uh, in this collect. Ooh, uh, you know how I feel about that. Yep, love it. <laughs> um, and and we're being for real, people. Holly and I no, are we all about it. Seriously, love it. So um, yeah, talk to us about stewardship, please. Please, Barnabas owned a a, uh, piece of land and he sold it and gave the money to the apostles and that was that he was a man of means but he gave of his financial substance and then gave his life uh, to the church yeah he was martyred in what is believed to be 61 AD I think apparently the, the legend anyway is that he was preaching the gospel in Syria and some people were quote highly exasperated at his success and so they dragged him out of the place where he was preaching and uh, stoned him to death so he was martyred and uh, was then was buried by uh, John Mark and since he was from the island of Cyprus, he became the patron saint of Cyprus and has apparently is known as the founder of the Cyprian Orthodox Church. Really? Hmm. Yeah. For some reason, Barnabas is also the patron saint of Milan. And also the patron saint against hailstorms. <laughs> is that because of being martyred by stoning? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I I honestly did not draw that connection. I thought it was just funny, but wow. That's a thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay then. Well, moving right along. So, one of the things I think is interesting about this collect is that it is pretty much completely different from the collect that Cranmer wrote. Oh, yeah? I didn't get a chance to look it up. What is? What did so, he say? So, Cranmer's collect was, Lord Almighty, which hast endued thy holy apostle Barnabas with singular gifts of the Holy Ghost, let us not be destitute of thy manifold gifts, nor yet of the grace to use them, always to thy honor and glory, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Huh. Yeah, that is different. One of the things that Cranmer is picking up on here is that uh, Barnabas' name uh, means uh, son of prophecy. 
And that's in contrast to what Luke says in Acts, where uh, he asserts that Barnabas' name is uh, son of encouragement. Father John Julian, who uh, wrote Stars in a Dark World, notes that this is evidence that Luke probably did not have a good command of Hebrew. Mm. Anyway, Barnabas was known, in addition to being a missionary, as a prophet, and Cranmer is picking up on, on that particular attribute of Barnabas' life. Uh, whereas the collect that we have today, composed by none other than the Reverend Dr. Massey Shepherd Jr., uh, what, what? <laughs> uh, picks up more on uh, the biographical details of Barnabas' life. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with that. I'm partly it is because, you know, I am a big fan of stewardship and Barnabas gave time, talent, and treasure, and he did all three, and I hate that phrase for the record. I do too. Yeah, it's the worst. Stop using it, pledge campaigns. Because it it lets you off the hook. It, it does. Right? <laughs> that's um, what I don't like about it. It's like, oh, well, I give a lot of time to the church, and I think that's important. Don't get me wrong, but I also think that it's a way that we as the church don't talk use that phrase to not talk about money. Right, right. And, you know, as long as we're on this topic... Yes. One of the things that I think is so important about giving money, money is not only required for the practical realities of paying the bills and paying your uh, rector's salary, but also money represents options and choices. And when you have money, that represents your options and choices. And when you give that money away, you are giving those options, that freedom away to somebody else. And that's really, really important because it represents a giving up of control and a trusting in God. And it is good for the soul. And anyway, there, soapbox, done, and rant. I liked it. I, I was a big fan of it. <laughs> I, you know you know how I feel about all this stuff. But yeah. what's especially impressive to me about Barnabas is that he did what he did as in sold his his worldly possessions and gave the money to the apostles very early on before i mean from what i understand paul and and barnabas this happened before barnabas and paul got together so to speak and before there was even a thing called christians they actually kind of came up with that term, if I'm not mistaken, or or it was after they got together. Yeah, it's in the Acts reading this week. It, it, it is, and so it's noted that Barnabas is among the first called Christians. Uh, mm-hmm. It is not clear who it is who is doing the calling them that. Uh, it's generally thought uh, that this was actually being used as a derogatory term, that then Christians just went ahead and claimed for themselves. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, It's one thing to to do such a large, generous act um, to an established kind of thing. It's still great and impressive, but to give everything you have to an organization that hasn't really even gotten off the ground is, is kind of crazy. It, are, are you saying that Barnabas was, like, funding a church plant? Yes, Barnabas was like, like, the church was on Kickstarter, <laughs> and... Barnabas just hopped in there. I dig it. Yeah. And you know, I I will be honest, uh, you are much more knowledgeable in the Bible than I am. Um, but I, I knew the name Barnabas. I knew he was in the New Testament, that he was 
an apostle or whatever, but I didn't know all of this stuff about him until we started reading this. Yeah, you know, one of the problems with the lectionary, I think, is that we only read Acts during Easter season. Uh-huh. And even then, we're really only reading the parts of Acts um, up to around the day of Pentecost. You get a little bit beyond that, but not a lot beyond it. And so basically, Barnabas is cut out of Sundays. So if you happen to be really bad at reading the daily office like me, um, Uh you're not going to see Barnabas very much. To my shame a little bit that Acts is probably the part of the New Testament that I know the least well. It's okay. We still love you. Yeah. I hope Barnabas does. (laughs) I think he does. (laughs) He's the patron saint against Hale. So do you like Hale? I mean, because he probably doesn't like you then. Yeah, no, I do not like Hailstorms. Although there was one like... 10 years ago that got me a new roof so there's that yeah there is that <laughs> that happened to me about 10 years ago too actually was that that good friday hailstorm did that hit uh, lexington i don't remember okay do we have anything else to say about this collect i don't think so i like it i think it it gives you a good kind of intro into who barnabas is it might even inspire you to go read more Yeah, I like the collect. The one thing that I sort of scratch my head about is that this was part of a trend that was happening in the 79 prayer book revision to incorporate more biographical details about the saints into Uh the Saints Day prayers, which I think is, is pretty good. But in its most extreme form resulted in some of the really insane biographical prayers that showed up in Holy Women, Holy Men. Yeah. If if I was in Holy Women, Holy Men, the prayer would be like, Oh God, remember your Saint Holly, who was born in Benton, <laughs> lived there for 18 years, then matriculated to the University of Kentucky, blah, 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 blah. It's so, they're so wordy. Right, right, yeah. So, good thing uh, General Convention just, you know... S- smote it. Smote it, yep. Made it available in the guise of uh, a great crowd of witnesses. Right. Yeah. If you want to hear more about that, uh, you should listen to our episode from about this time last year when we uh, talked about uh, holy women, holy men, and a great cloud of witnesses with Derek Olson. This was before General Convention and and kind of the legislation that sort of shut the door on the whole thing then. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Holly, is it time to acknowledge and bewail? I think it is. I think it is time. What would you like to acknowledge today, Brendan? This week, I would like to acknowledge a Finnish speed metal band called Sonata Arctica. Sure. (laughs) That's exactly what I was expecting. Which I discovered in the course of researching this show. They have a cover of The Wind Beneath My Wings, the noted mega hit by Bette Midler. (laughs) which is done in speed metal format. And these guys, uh, they do sing in English, but with a pretty heavy Finnish accent. And it is totally awesome. But I also have to bewail 
the fact that this song is not available for legal digital download in the United States. So if any of our UK listeners would download it from Amazon and then send me the MP3, I would love you and I will send you 79 pence uh, because I I do respect copyright and so I'm not going to download it illegally. Uh, I will direct our listeners to YouTube where you can uh, listen to the song uh, but you cannot download it. I would also like to bewail the fact, however, that available for download in the United States is John Tesh's saxophone rendition of Wind Beneath My Wings from his album Sax by the Fire. (laughs) Oh dear. Oh dear indeed. Also, you should look up Wind Beneath My Wings on Amazon just to see the variety of albums it appears upon, which includes music for weddings and music for funerals. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> They're both important events. Indeed. Bette Midler is always appropriate uh, right. at such occasions. <laughs> well, this week, I would like to acknowledge that as you're listening to this, it would have been last week, I was finally able to complete the great... Mail Kemp Project of 2016 Woo-hoo! and the official Acts 8 Movement newsletter, if you were already subscribed to our website, has landed in your inbox sometime last week. If you are not subscribed to the official Acts 8 newsletter, there are ways to rectify that, and the easiest way is to go to our website, acts8movement.org, and along the right-hand side of your screen, you should see a sign-up, uh, sign-in form for the newsletter. That's great. I would like to acknowledge your awesomeness in doing that. Oh, thanks. I would like to acknowledge MailChimp, because <laughs> I use MailChimp. <laughs> I would like to be whale, however... Have we talked about Reply All on this show before? We've mentioned it. Okay, so Reply, Reply All is a favorite podcast of both of us, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one of the Gimlet Media podcasts, and for my money, it is the best weekly podcast that's not about the collects of the Book of Common Prayer that, that I listen to on a regular basis anyway. It's ostensibly about the internet, but... It's often, more often than not, it's a story that kind of tangentially involves the internet, as most stories in this day and time do. I guess I would start with acknowledging that they've been doing this long-form story over the course of the past few weeks related to a man in prison. It was brought to their attention because he had been writing a blog by handwriting letters to his mother and who would then transcribe them onto a a blog page they started talking to this guy it turns out he was contesting his conviction and they started investigating so it's been this really fascinating story and last week they said you know, stay tuned next week for the next installment of this story and then there was not an installment this week and I'm bewailing that. How dare they? It's terrible. I know. Now, maybe it's just a couple days late. It usually comes out on Thursdays. I have been wondering all week long what was going to happen, and nothing. I got nothing. Bewail. Bewail! But <laughs> acknowledging the story, because it's amazing, and you should go listen to it. Yeah, I'm actually behind on Reply All. I haven't heard that um, any of those uh, just yet. Oh, okay. Well, um, you're 
your husband and I have been texting about them, so I thought you might have caught up. But <laughs> No, so we, we tend to listen to podcasts uh, separately, so I, I kind of store stuff up for when I'm driving back and forth to Chicago. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, if you would like to acknowledge or bewail anything, uh, you can do that on Twitter, at the collect call or send us an email at the collect call at acts8movement.org or you can find our parent organization the x8 movement on facebook and twitter at x8 movement or on the web at x8movement.org our theme music is let all mortal flesh keep silence by aaron devries which is distributed under creative commons license and you can find more of aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com and join us next week when we will be talking about proper seven See you then. Let all mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly-minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended Our full homage to